Hey, good morning. This is Saturday morning with George and Phil. 22 minutes to help you become the best version of yourself. Whether you found yourself like me, a little bit out of shape, struggling in a dead-end job, which thankfully I'm not, or in job transition, we're your hosts, George Murray and Lenny Newman, pinch hitting for Phil while he's away to help you move from where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow. We're glad you could meet with us this morning. And uh, we do encourage questions in the chat, and we'll try to answer them as timely as you provide those questions. So, George, great to see you. Hey, good morning, Lenny. How are you today? I'm doing great. I couldn't be better. I couldn't All be right. better. Hey, want to talk. Uh, we are grateful for our viewers. Uh, we are streaming on LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, and YouTube Live. So if you're actually watching the YouTube uh, reprogram, just hit the subscribe button, and it'll notify you the next time coffee with Phil and George slash Lenny is on next. So George, we start a 12 part series last week. Hey, excuse uh, me, Lenny. I, I want to interrupt here. You know, I just want to ask the viewers, you know, how many times when you actually tell somebody to go jump in the lake that they actually do? Well, our co-host today, Lenny Newman is doing just that for a special cause. Hey, Lenny, you want to tell us just the reason why? You're going to kind of take a dip in the, the icy waters of Minnesota? Well, it's a bucket list item, George, from four years ago. And quite frankly, it's such a great cause with Special Olympics. I'm now on my fourth consecutive year. So a week from today, I take the big plunge in Lake Riley. So um, for those of you who are familiar with Special Olympics, it's a phenomenal organization and it does great things. So thanks for that, George. I appreciate it. Now, hey, well, you know, Lenny, Lenny's looking for donations, just a couple of bucks. We're actually putting it in the chat. You guys can hit that and just help him achieve his goal um, for Special Olympics. Thanks. Thanks, George. Can we can we get back to the program today now? Uh, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we do, we want to turn around and uh, thank our sponsors at Thrivent. So the people at Thrivent, along with Skip Nelson, have been helping people reach financial success. In this half of the month, we're actually helping people uh, focus on getting in a lower tax bracket because of the, hey, the tax season is a coming. And so you can turn around and get a free one hour um, review with Skip just by hitting your phone to that little scan bar down in the right hand corner. So again, thanks for the folks at Thriving. Thanks, Skip and group. We appreciate it. And uh, now back to the back to the topic at hand. Uh, we're in our the second of our 12-part series that tracks with George's second book that's due out in May, Ignite, Engage, and Retain. And George, can you talk a little bit more about the book and uh, kind of the, the second quote-unquote uh, chapter of the book? Yeah. So um, again, I found that uh, I like to write books, there's gaps, right? And so again, with the great resignation, and seeing a lot of the challenges, especially this last couple of years, you know, we've had a lot of indications in the last 10 years leading up to this great resignation and, and businesses and leaders are really haven't paying attention. So, A, you know, there's three questions a book's going to answer. If I'm a business owner or a leader and I've got a team or hybrid team or just a team in itself that's really not engaged, how do I get them uh, back engaged, running in the right direction and drive my business profitability, sales growth, et cetera? Second question is, is if I'm taking a new position because, hey, they read my book, Hired. Um, and the, one of the biggest challenges is that, you know, going into this, 
engagement is a challenge. How do I start off on the right foot? And the last question it's going to ask or answer is for those who are actually in businesses, they're doing some great things, but they're still seeing that churn and that turnover. What's the next level? So, you know, and again, the topic today is really where is the trust? Because, you know, a lot of times people are leaving because managers, it's not the business, it's not the company, right? And they're failing to really develop and establish that trust or when trust is broken, what do we do? You know, George, it's interesting. In a, a recent Gallup poll um, that I that I happened to get my hands on, it talked about the importance of employees trusting their leadership. Um, those who trust their leadership are twice, if not three times as likely uh, to be with their current employer a year from now. You know, so I'm just curious, um, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, leaders focusing on trust? And, you know, do you have any things that you can share with uh, the group here? Well, you know, Lenny, there's multiple reasons uh, from hearing from the outside companies on what the companies plan to do. Um, the social media environment we sit in and many failed commitments from leaders um, have made it, uh, this a problem. And you know what? In order for me, you know, let's bring in a, a subject matter expert, you know. So let's bring in Susan Stone, who's a chief human resources officer of innovative company of window coverings. And welcome to the show, Susan. Good morning, George and Lenny. Pleasure to be here with both of you today. Great, great to see you this morning, Susan. Great to see you. I'm just curious, can you can you give some thoughts uh, on how leaders can actually um, regain or gain trust of their employees? What are some some thoughts that you can share with us this morning? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So first, you got to start with uh, what was lost, right? So you got to understand where do you start from. So where where did the trust drop off? Do some self reflection. I think is probably the recurring theme when I talk about trust is it starts with you. So what's going mm -hmm. on that you need to self reflect on and understand uh, what your part is in that loss of trust. Sure. So really di diagnose where where you are right now and what's quote unquote missing. Yeah, absolutely. You got to start with self first. All good leaders, right? Sure. George, what's what questions you hey, have, buddy? Yeah, Susan, you know, how much of a trust issue you, you are you seeing or you're hearing in some of your um, uh, social gatherings, whatever, is a contributing factor of why this great resignation is happening? So I think one of the things that I've heard frequently when we've been talking to potential candidates to join our company has been, how did you handle the pandemic? What type of information was shared throughout that? Were you letting your team members know what was going on with the company? What was going well? Were you um, succeeding, failing? So I think it was that piece during the pandemic of how transparent was the organization with the communications? And did the, you know, did the individual really understand, you know, the success or failure of the company, what was going on? And so that transparency in the communication, I think, was a really key factor in organizational trust, which really went down to the team member, too. So I can't help but ask this question. When you talk about the COVID, you talk about hybrid, and, and now we're kind of in this period of the great resignation. Mm -hmm. does, does that suggest that maybe the trust wasn't right where it needed to be with all the things that companies and employees have been through? Can you comment on that just a little bit? 
Yeah, so it's always the thing when you go through challenges in an organization, what was there, uh, what was cracking or starting to show cracks is only going to get worse. And what was really going well will continue to get better. So if there's anything that was cracking before the pandemic happened, it's just going to get worse. So if trust was a big factor, and more than likely it was, depending upon the organization. Uh, a lot of companies like to hold information close to the vest. They don't like to share. And then you go through something as you know as challenging as the pandemic when it's so unknown. you got to be really crystal clear with everybody. This is where we're at. This is what we're trying to do. We don't have all the answers. Um, and just be transparent. Be honest. Um, and it, it wasn't easy for any of us leaders during that time. And it's you know still going on to some degree. So, hmm I mean, are, 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 you, are you seeing are you seeing any, um, shall I say, positive movement forward in terms of we've learned a lot the last two years? And I think you're exactly right. You've got to be transparent. Uh, you have to have humility. And mm -hmm. to your point, there were so many discussions that I was involved with that started with. We don't have the answers, but this is the best of the best available information. So um, it just it seems to me that hopefully we're on yeah. the back side of this great resignation. I'm just not sure that's necessarily where we are. You care to share your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think we are. I think uh, what came out of uh, this time period and still is continuous, people are really trying to look at what what's important to me. Is it, it used to be a lot, it's focused on career and this is where I'm going and you know my trajectory and you know my family is great, it's important to me, but your actions didn't necessarily reflect that. You could be staying late at work, you could be putting a lot of hours, could be traveling. Um, and I think everybody is doing a lot of you know what's important to me and how do I balance what I really appreciated from this time of maybe spending more time at home because I had remote work or got to do something different because I lost you know team members so I had to fill in. So I think it's a lot of just uh, like the shuffling of uh, values and focus is, mm -hmm. is really, and that's hard as an employer, right? Because you're like, how, how do you support that? So let, so let me ask this. I mean, obviously, trust in leadership is critical. There's probably a direct correlation between a high level of trust uh, and lower turnover. Can you share a couple maybe anecdotes or examples of things that have helped either your organization or organizations you're familiar with that have really helped, shall I say, bolster the trust and ultimately, hopefully, return, you know, basically uh, stem some of that high turnover. Yeah, so I think once it, it goes back to just communicating frequently and often and yeah. at all, all areas in the organization, don't just focus on one that may be, you know, uh, having the most trouble go to the ones that are actually doing well. So it's, you got it. It's more intentional. So you have to be really intentional in what you're doing and how much you're communicating. Um, I think you've got to really care about the whole person and not just what's going on at work. So understanding what's going on at home and being really flexible. Um, we've got a lot of elder, you know, elderly individuals that their children are now taking care of them. So it's not just their children. So it's, you know, that classic sandwich generation. So it's, you just have to be really um, just thoughtful and intentional and, and be listening. You, you got to listen more than you speak. And this is a lot for me to be talking because I'm so <laughs> No, we, there's a line out at your door. Hey, we need to talk to you. <laughs> hey, Susan, I just got a comment and a question. Comment back to your earlier point of the workforce and the potential pool of candidates. 
you know, yeah. I remember growing up and, and having my first interviews. It was basically, when do I start? What's my pay? Yeah. And, and the, the, the pool of candidates, I mean, they're asking those very detailed questions. You know, when's the last time my boss exploded and how, how was that received and everything else? I mean, I've really been shocked with some of the questions and the, and the really the, 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 the education of the folks and the, the questions that they're asking. It's like now the employer is more on the interviewing process than the employee or the potential employee. And so that's the first comment. But then the next question is, is that, you know, with this great resignation and I'm a new leader and I'm gonna take a new role, let's say starting Monday, right? Is, and I've been told that, you know, trust is a a challenge. What are some of the things that I can start right off the bat on Monday? Good question. Yeah, that is a really good one. And I think it goes back to listen, be curious, ask a lot of questions and and really be present and and just be there for them. It's kind of like, if you had your own agenda, please set it aside. Just Hmm. set it aside for a while and understand what's going on with the team and the individuals that are in front of you. They're the most important. That's what you're there to do is to serve and help them be their, you know, best selves and unlock their potential. So listen, is you just, and be really, it's kind of like, if you hear something, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Ask the question. Don't just, you know, because it'll engage it. it you'll help you learn a lot more about the individuals on your team. So th- this is more a test for me to make sure I'm listening. <laughs> what, I, what I heard you say is if there's something you pick up on, mm-hmm. it's probably a good thing for you to ask that follow-up question. Even though We've been taught in interviews, there's certain questions we're not able to ask and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Your point is just be very, very attentive mm-hmm. and look look for the signs. That's I think that's what I heard your, yeah. what you say. Absolutely. Yeah. All, you know, all within our compliance, of course, I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of, of right? course. Of course. Uh, but there's so many other ways that you can be engaging in and and make it conversational. I think that's the other thing when you're talking to individuals, whether it is for a new job or candidates. It's, it's sort of like this. Just have a conversation. Be human. So um, let me so let me ask this question. I'm sure in your career you've experienced leaders either in your organization or you've heard of others who have trust issues with yeah. within their organization. What suggestions do you typically think mm-hmm. uh, are most beneficial? To be very very you know top line, not not detail, but just overall. I heard one listening. What are some other suggestions you might have? Uh, part of it is um, get some feedback from others. So if you're somebody that has maybe got some blind spots or you just can't quite see the full picture, but you keep hearing that, you know, <laughs> you've got some real trust issues. If somebody's coming to you that and you're like, I don't have trust issues. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um go ask and get some feedback from some trusted advisors of just understanding how, how this might be showing up. And so you get some uh, different perspectives and really be open to the process. But then alternatively, if you're not willing to do that, just know what you're risking and what what you're going to lose if you don't go through that process, because it Mm -hmm. be the motivator for you to be vulnerable, to ask and have some of those conversations. Sure. Thank thank you very much. Yeah. One of the things that I found is leaders, you know, gone are the days of the the leader of do as I say, not as I do. Right. You really got to tell the why behind the what, right? Um, because people are more willing to kind of lean in versus, you know what? Guess what? I don't agree with that. I'm out of here, right? Mm-hmm. No, 
So it's actually, it's an exciting time to be uh, in the workforce and engaging in these conversations. So Susan, here's, here's one final question that I have, and then I'll let George ask any other questions he might have. Uh, if trust was the primary reason for me leaving my last role, what, what things should I be looking for as I'm in transition or what, what kind of questions can I ask that'll help me to get to, hey, is this a trusting culture or is this a culture where there's not trust? Yeah, the thing I first, I always go to what is communicated in your organization? How much, how much of the financials are shared? That oh, is a really first thing that you can understand about an organization is how much of the financials do they share with the organization? And then start asking around. Um, don't just talk to one person. Talk to a few and ask that in your interview process. Like, I want to yeah. talk to your people. Sharing of financial information is something that's near and dear to my heart as a former CFO. The other thing that uh, that I found, and this was this has been helpful in my career as I've made move to move with different companies, asking ownership, you know, what are what are their thoughts on using, you know, lawyers to resolve business conflicts? And I've even gone so far as to ask the question, well, what do you typically spend in a given year on legal fees? And it's it's real it's really interesting, you know, if you get a business owner that says, Well, I absolutely don't do that. I mean, mm -hmm. what that tells me is they try to resolve things peacefully without necessarily, you know, ultimately going to the hammer. So mm -hmm. no, um, George, any other final questions you have before uh, we let uh, Susan enjoy the rest of uh, her, her weekend? Well, definitely, you know, um, given the fact that we're more and more involved in this hybrid workforce, what are some of the things that, you know, a leader can do to really um, not only engage and ignite the workforce, but make sure that we're building trust between the, you know, the, the, the Internet of Things, et cetera? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, understand their communication methods is one of them, because some people really want to be attentive online and they're engaged, but others still like the good old fashioned, you know, give me a phone call. So I think understanding communication will foster the right amount of trust because you're you're in connection. So how do you connect and make sure that you do that um, to how they connect best? So, well, I I. I, I think of all the different generations we now have in the workforce. And quite frankly, I'm of the generation and I think George is too. It's usually a phone call. That's usually our first or a face-to-face. -face. Yep. So a lot of these newer ways of communicating, quite frankly, what I've learned is you have to meet people where they are. So mm -hmm. if we have people who wish to communicate via text or via email or Teams or Zoom or whatever, meet, meet them where they are. And quite frankly, that requires all of us to compromise. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Um, well, I, I have I, one last question, Susan, you know, um, big book fan, right? Uh, especially now being an author or whatever, I'd love to read other people's books and perspectives. One of the books that I've read recently is, um, this trusted leader by David Hossinger. He's a Minnesota author, great book. And he actually talks about, you know, a lot of problems and challenges in business today are really the root cause of trust. What are some of the books that you would recommend or a book that you would recommend leaders to turn from read? You're going to totally put me on the spot, George. <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm like, I know there's, what was my Covey one that I sent? Uh, yeah, the other yes. day. Ah, see, I am not good at recall. I am, I'm definitely a written person. So yeah, Covey had just written a Stephen Covey just wrote one that has some really good tips that I really, really enjoyed. Um, we can mm -hmm. send them out. Um, but 
you're going to, but I also think George's book would be fantastic. I think you got to check it out when it comes out in May, there's going to be some good nuggets in there. Uh, I think we can put that last question in from a viewer. Yeah, absolutely. The, the question that just came up um, uh, in job hunting, networking uh, with the newly departed people who used to work for the company, they will tell you what the trust climate was like. I think the point is, if you reach out to people who are either at the company now or who've left, that may be a good source to kind of get under the hood. Uh, that's a great that's a great point. So, yeah, I want to make sure we share that with all the viewers. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Susan? No, nope, I 100% agree. And also take it as one piece of information. So yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a data point of what could be many. So yep, exactly. uh, I don't have any other further questions. How about you, George? I know we're running. Hey, Susan, I, time. I, I appreciate you jumping on the call early on a Saturday morning and sharing your perspective on trust. With the books, um, I actually, uh, you know, the question was asked, we'll actually post it in the comments later of what that book from Stephen Covey is. Awesome. But uh, again, I want to thank you for your time, Susan, and also your insight. Susan was one of the 40 CEOs, CHROs, and CFOs that I reached out to and got perspective when I wrote my second book. So mm -hmm. thank you again, Susan. Appreciate the time, George and Lenny. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Thanks, Thanks Susan. So we enjoyed it. Have a great Saturday. Goes fast. Goes fast. It hey. does go fast. So again, I want to ask uh, people who are interested in connecting with Susan. I've known Susan for probably more than five years, and she's always been a wealth of knowledge in helping me navigate uh, all sorts of things. And so you can reach out to Susan on LinkedIn or her email. George, uh, I want to share with the, the uh, group, uh, our, next, our next show is on March 19th. Uh, as I like to say, same time, same George channel. Uh, and we'll be continuing on with our third part of the 12-part series uh, based on, George, your uh, upcoming book on leadership engagement. And we're going to be talking about leadership engagement, compensation, and reward, which I think will be a very interesting topic. Uh, yeah. Even the traditional companies that only have an annual review are being forced. You know, this part, I mean, one of the major... Uh, challenges is warehouse folks, right? I mean, there's just not enough people out there. And so a company I had worked through in the in the uh, pandemic, we've actually had to increase that particular role, responsibilities, and salary a few times in one year. I mean, it's just, you have to keep pace with the, the demand out there in the market. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, not only the topic, but the special guest. So until next time, uh, March 19th, two weeks from today at 8.02 a.m., uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, thanks so much for sharing a little bit of your coffee with uh, George and Lenny Pinchett and for Phil. And remember, to achieve forward and get better.